Welcome back to another installment of the weekly NFL recap. It's week 11. I'm your host, Julian. My co-host, Justin. You. got Antoine here. What up? I got Andre here. Yes, sir. It's good to have you, bro. How you been? I'm good, man. Feeling pretty good, man. Ready to uh, dive into some uh, NFL work, man. Yes, sir. So, I guess you could kind of talk about yourself real quick. I know uh, you're working on this fourth quarter. You have your website. You're going to be having blog content on there. Podcast. Yeah, man. So, I uh, recently um, got it all started up. Um, nice little um, website called The Fourth Quarter. Um, basically, we're going to kind of put out all kinds of content. Uh, uh, weekly podcasts, articles, um, even some exclusive um, you know, uh, content as well. So, um, looking forward to it, man. Uh, looking yeah. forward to it. It's exciting. It's gonna be fun working together with this, um, this new venture, I guess, right? Yes, most definitely. So, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, you know, get with you and Justin and, and put some real good content out, man. Uh, I uh, see you guys grinding. You know, I respect it 100. percent So. Facts. It should be real seamless, man. It should be real seamless. Facts. I'm excited to, you know, see where this can go. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Excited to be, you know, working with this Justin, right? No, for sure. Definitely make some stuff happen going forward. You know, two parties coming together with a common purpose, common goal, common dream. So, you know, just help, helping each other out. Just get towards where, where we want to be with, you know, this podcast and website and just everything that's coming together and collaborating and just pushing towards a common goal. So, yeah, like you guys said, we're going to, uh, I think this is going to take us big places and just excited for the journey. Let's get it. Yeah, we need air horns in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we need right. like, and just going to be like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 100. But let's talk about this NFL. It was week 11 um, this past Sunday. And right now, I think the NFL is in a really good place as far as entertainment, as far as players playing at a high level, um, you know, teams that weren't necessarily uh, doing it last year or doing it this year or teams that were doing it last year are not doing it this year. We got like, you know, Chargers. You look at the Bears who kind of came in as the best defense and, you know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to be the big issue because their defense could, could kind of back it up. But... Obviously, you know, he's having his troubles. And then we could talk about, you know, more quarterback troubles going around the league um, even still. So let's just talk about, I guess, week 11 as a whole and, and what it's kind of telling us. I think that the biggest thing to know is that the Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, are the best team in the league. Okay. That's, uh, that's a good one. And, and why I say that is because Obviously, you know, they do have the MVP caliber quarterback, MVP front runner as of this week, Lamar Jackson. Um, They have a great running game, and Coach Harbaugh knows exactly how to work Lamar Jackson into the uh, offense, Mark Ingram. Their wide receiver core is not one of the best in the game. They don't have a lot of guys with names. They don't really have anybody with names. They have a a good tight end in Mark Andrews uh, who's really helping his quarterback, but that defense who – I was really hard on coming into the season, I remember. I was saying that losing, you know, Zadarius Smith and Terrell Suggs and uh, their safety, Eric Weddle, was going to be 
you know, kind of tough to come back because last and, year and, and CJ Mosley, so, yeah, yeah, and CJ Mosley. So I knew that you know they had a tough game versus the Chargers last last year in the playoffs that they couldn't win um, due to you know not being able to score as much with the Chargers early in the game because they came back late. But all that being said. This defense is lights out. They're second, I guess, the Patriots, and now we're kind of seeing, you know. I mean, the Patriots are still playing lights out defense. We saw what they did against the Eagles this past week. We can talk about that too. But um, nonetheless, the Ravens were the top two defense, if you will, and then, you know, the best rushing offense in the league. The quarterback has more rushing yards than the damn running back, and uh, he's also throwing the ball and and scoring touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over. So I just think all put together, it's a really well-coached, well playing sound team and you know they've they've showed me that if if anybody was to play them i'd probably pick them as a favorite and they ran through the patriots so i think the seahawks is still a better complete overall team than baltimore Mm. um both sides of the offense it's a more seasoned team it's a veteran team you're not just relying on the miracle plays of uh, lamar jackson even though russell wilson has that aspect to him as well but it, I feel like they're just a more complete, consistent, solid team. I hear you. Um, what I like to see with, you know, Baltimore, they came out and, and ran the ball for 220 yards, and they came out and threw for 230 yards, right? So they were, I think they ran for like 250, 260 yards, actually. Um, and they're doing this on a week-to-week basis. Now, we're not going to give them all the hoorah because – Coming in right behind them is the New England Patriots, where they're still playing the best football, uh, I mean, the best defense in the league, and they still have that to hold on. But they're saying that this offense is like the worst offense Brady's had since like 2001, you know, since, since yeah. 2003. I think the, the uh, Patriots, their offense is kind of what's going to hold them back. I mean, the defense is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it seems like they score a touchdown every single game. Um, and what's kind of even scarier is that they really didn't change their defense all too much uh, over the offseason. It's pretty much the same exact squad um, as last year, um, which is kind of scary. But I know you guys you know, mentioned in speak well uh, upon the uh, Patriots and the Ravens, but uh, what do you guys um, think about uh, Russell Wilson out west and the Hawks over there? Yeah, that's, um, that's what Ant was saying. He's, he's saying that he thinks they're a better com- and more complete team than the Ravens, and that was, I mean, I, I, I don't agree, but it's not like, you know, okay, what are you talking about? I, I can respect it because sitting at, what are they, 8-2, and two, I think right now, second in the west. Yeah. Um, they're probably the second best team in the NFC. Or, or excuse me, they're ooh, them in the Saints. I'll put them in the Saints as you know, the number one, the best team in the, in the in the NFC. And yeah, I wouldn't argue them putting them at one. So, uh, just in a general aspect of, of completeness, I could see you know having the quarterback that's been there and done that. Yeah. You know, giving them the nod, it's it's not a bad a nod. But if you're right behind Russell Wilson, you know, whether you're in the MVP race or literally talking best team in the league. That's good waters. So, yeah. um. honestly, the Saints kind of lost some points with me for kind of taking that oh the other the other week. Um, uh, man, I forget off the top of my head who that, who that was. Oh, against. they lost to uh, they lost to Atlanta. Yeah, 
Yeah, they they got blown out by Atlanta. Like I can't. I don't know how much I can respect that. I mean, um, to be quite honest with you, I don't even think that I would even put the Saints in front of the Niners, to be honest, at this point in time. Um, honestly, uh, their defense is real solid out there. Um, the offense should should move. Um, what I think it's weird, um, I don't know if anybody or anybody has uh, thought about this either. Um, this season, the offense really isn't that well-oiled machine that was last year um they're actually really kind of spotty um i mean i guess maybe um ak alvin camara's a little banged up which kind of hurts him a little bit but um i mean i think losing mark ingram is a big key factor in that and look who's you know got the best rushing offense in the league baltimore yeah i think i think the thing with the saints i would put them as the third best the only reason i would give the niners the edge is I mean we I think we've seen it. It was on show last week that it's Jimmy Garoppolo is not necessarily going to lose you games, which is a good thing, but he's also not going to really win you games. So when you put it in that aspect, I think that so the kind of you know not have to worry him worry about turning the ball over. He'll he'll kind of take some time off the clock. They have a very sufficient run game with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. Uh, him and Kittle are starting to develop a, a relationship. I think Emmanuel Sanders was definitely a good piece to get and the piece they needed. So I, but I give them the edge over the Saints as far as the defensive category. Well, also with the Saints, I think what we're seeing with their offense is not just what Julian pointed out with the subtraction of Mark Ingram, and now we're really starting to see if Alvin Kamara is an every down back and not, and we know what he can do as a pass catcher and a route runner. And he, not to say he's not a proven runner, but running in between the tackles and kind of doing the dirty work that I feel like they had Mark Ingram do a lot of last year uh, is showing. Also, I think with Sean Payton having Drew Brees through a certain part or significant part of the kind of, I guess you want to say the first half, but then having to change it on a dime and change it around to develop to a Teddy Bridgewater, which he did phenomenally and really shows why Sean Payne is one of the best coaches in the league. Having Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, I'm pretty sure he went undefeated. Yeah, he, he 5-0. Had, yeah, he went 5-0. A lot of uh, people thought that they would have, you know, if, if they came out at least 3-2, and it would be good. And here he goes going 5-0, keeping the Saints alive in the playoff run, keeping them alive in contention. And then now just, I think what we saw last week is the offense having – to adjust, and not just the offense, but the defense as well. I think they adjusted to how the Teddy Bridgewater offense was ran and what they like to do, having to go back to Drew Brees. So even though they spent a lot of time with Drew Brees to go from hot and cold to so fast, I think is what we saw in that last game. I don't think we'll see too much of that. Also, Atlanta is one of the weird teams this year where they have a lot of talent, but they're just not getting together. And I think their coach, even though we didn't mention last week, I think their coach is definitely for sure on the hot on the hot seat. They just really seem to have him bounce back from the New England loss. But them being a divisional opponent and them having the you know the offensive and the defensive talent really, and then that just always being a good game between the Saints and Falcons. I think that's what we saw. But I still think the Saints are a top contender in the NFC, and I'd probably rank them at three. I'd have it Seattle, uh, 49ers, and then the Saints. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I feel one. like I'd probably I'd have the Saints over 49ers. 
I feel like if the Saints were to play the 49ers, I could see the Saints winning that game yeah. for sure. Uh, I think I'd like Breeze over yeah. Garoppolo, and then I don't feel like Coleman and Breida show up every time. I hear that, and and Breida not being but I think healthy. The offense is only getting better every week. Kittle's not being healthy, or not. Well, not healthy right now. Yeah. It's not healthy. Um, I just think when it comes down to it, you're gonna look at the coach. You're gonna look at the quarterback because their defenses are both respectable. And, you know, 49ers defense is is getting there to where you can say they're becoming elite, but they're not there yet. They're still young. They're still coming together as a defense. And Richard Sherman, I think, has done a great job in kind of controlling everything over there. Yeah, one thing I I can say about the Niners um, that I was slightly afraid of um, because I, I can't lie, I have been capping for the Niners. Can't even flex. I've been capping for the Niners a little bit lately. Um, was their ability to come back when they're not a uh, you know not ahead? Um, mm. But I believe on that uh, was it Monday night game they played the other the other week versus the Browns. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, I think it was uh, against Seattle actually. Right, 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 um, right, right. They were down. They were down in that game. I think by like 20, and they came back. That was actually really surprising to me. That actually kind of. To me, even though they lost that game, um, I mean... They definitely put themselves in a position yeah, to win it. exactly. And when there it comes... so many opportunities for them to win that game that, you know, I was like, okay, you know, they, seen... they, they, they might have something here, yeah. so... We've seen quite a few teams lose to uh, missed game-winning field goals this year, but... Uh, <laughs> you know a lot about that. A team... Yeah, I do with Vinatieri. A team that I'm like... Sur- you don't know what team you're going to get is the Minnesota Vikings. I think uh, when you look at this team, is like they could have the best rushing game in the league with an elite defense and and uh, you know a, a great wide receiving duo, but it all relies on Kirk Cousins and which Kirk Cousins wakes up on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. And uh, this year, thankfully, only three times you know they they've taken losses, which is important because they're in a tough division and they're in the NFC. And you know I think you're gonna have to win eleven games minimum in this NFC to. Uh, to you know, be successful, and you ten ten wins, you know, is a lot of wins, but it's not going to get you anything, especially trying to play, uh, you know, when you're in the NFC West. You know, you have two teams that look like they're both going to the playoffs with the Seahawks and the uh, and the Forty Niners, and then but, also you got you know the Rams still trying to keep their playoff right, and that's what I was going to say. With the Rams, the craziest thing is is that we have six weeks of football left, so. Anything can happen. Like, the Ravens can go and lose three out of four. You know what I'm saying? The Saints can lose two. Like, these teams, and we haven't even spoken about the AFC. Like, the Chiefs can go and win the rest of the games. We don't know because there's six weeks left. That's what I wanted to talk about, too, the Chiefs and their season. Yeah, we're going to get to the AFC. So, real quick before we wrap up the NFC, um, I think it's going to be, you know, 11, 12 wins is the key that these teams are going to have to shoot for with these next six games. And, um... If they're playing, you know, within their conference, you lose a game and, and you're really just hurting your playoff chances at this point. So, but uh, moving to the AFC, yeah, those Chiefs, they kind of escaped last night on Monday Night Football versus yeah. the Chargers. That defense is, is, is sad. It's statistically Phillip Rivers bad. Is trash, man. He just needs <laughs> to give it up. That's another quarterback that and, we were talking about. And, the, and that's why I think the Chiefs are in more trouble than people realize. They, Phillip, I mean, I understand they played against Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers has been having a very 
up and down years as far as well, as along with the, the whole Chargers organization, but you gotta realize that they only they I mean not only, but they had four picks. Now a lot of teams that have four picks are gonna most more than likely win by more than seven and, and not come down to the the very last play of the game where Phillip Rivers hit Mike Williams on a fifty yard beautiful bomb that kept him in it. So it's just and we and we also seen it the week before. I mean Patrick Mahomes really couldn't have had a better game than he did two weeks ago. Four hundred and sixty six yards. I think it was like three or four TDs, no picks, yeah. and they still lost to the Titans by three. So it's just and especially in the AFC where it's looking more defensively dominant than the NFC in the case of like as the amount of teams and because none of the teams besides the Ravens really have a potent offense and we're seeing a lot of defensive play and we're seeing, you know, a lot of close games. Right. And the only difference between this year and last year for the Chiefs, really, because the defense was just as bad last year. Right. But this year, they're not putting up as many points. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek Hill missed a good five, six games earlier yeah. in the season and Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes got hurt this year. So yeah. Yeah. they're right. going they through their, last yeah, they're going through their, their little spell, but well, I was going to say, not only that, but the, I think the biggest difference between the Chiefs defense last year and this year is last year, even though they were bad and in, in, in the bottom, almost bottom of the league in all categories, one of the categories that they were pass really rush. top of the league in was pass rush. Yeah. They got a lot of pressure to to the quarterback, and they and doing getting a lot of putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and those linemen. You allow your uh, safeties and corners; they don't have to play in coverage as long. Um, you can get away with doing, I, th- yeah. I think, a little more zone. And you, you force the quarterback on the opposing team to really hurt and make decisions. So I think that took a lot of pressure off the secondary, which is now that they're not getting that pressure. Quarterbacks just have all day just to pick it apart, and it's very weak back there. For sure. So I think that's the biggest difference is the pass rush. Yeah. yeah. Or lack thereof. Um, I mean, the AFC picture is, is – we know what it's going to consist of. The Patriots. It's going to consist of the Ravens. Patriots can lose out. Their their schedule is twice as hard as it was at the beginning of the season. Patriots are not losing out. Nah, Patriots. They're not losing out. But I'm saying they could because they got the Cowboys, the Texans, Chiefs. Tough schedule. Yeah. Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. So it gets a little easier. Okay. So they got three tough games they'll, and they'll, three very another tough game. To be honest, they'll probably be. I'd say three and thirteen. Yeah, I could see it. I could see them losing. Like to with the defense that they have, the Cowboys. And the, and I could see them losing the Cowboys with the defense that they have, and that's that's going to be a bigger game more for the Cowboys than the Patriots. For right. the simple fact of the Cowboys going into the season were a lot of people's favorites. I mean, I definitely had them as my favorite. Just from an offensive, you just got from, just, just from just from yeah. a talent, you got fooled. Just from a, but just from a talent standpoint, no, and really, even this Cowboys team has had talent. This Cowboys team has had talent year after year, and they have yet to produce in the playoffs. And I think a big factor is the fact that their coach, we've said it all year, their coach doesn't help them when they need him. And he yeah, doesn't Jason call them. He doesn't call them. Long right overdue to be fired, man. I think they need to just. Uh, promote their DC uh, to head coach um, and just move on from Garrett because, you know, 
you really can feel how good a team is a lot of times when they have a good head coach. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know they're in good hands, but and you know I don't think they 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 are that. And I, and quite frankly, I don't think that they're as good as people make them. You know, think exactly. that defense that's supposed to be really good is really putting up uh, uh, getting points put up against them. You know, that's true. Um, week after week. Dak is high and cold. Zeke isn't, you know, really Zeke this year, you know, from you know his standards. So that's true. That's that's interesting development. You know, I understand that their offensive line hasn't been healthy all year, but the game is the game, and at the end of the day, they're sitting at six and four, and six and four in the AFC is a lot better than six and four in the NFC because they're going to have to play the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, Eagles, and Redskins. And that Eagles game is going to be a very good close divisional game, in my opinion. The Rams game is going to be two hungry NFC teams going at each other. And uh, the Patriots game is going to be, you know, they get a chance against Tom Brady on the road. So, But also, I think one of the Cowboys' strengths is the actual the division they play in. And that's really only a two-team race yeah. between them and the Eagles. And then they also get to play the Eagles one more time. Right. And I think that they'll end on the up- road. But now the Cowboys are sitting at six and four. They play the Patriots in a pivotal game, just as far as going to seven and four or going down to six and five. And then when they get to play the Eagles, you know they're fighting for. And if they don't win this division, they're not going to make the playoffs because right. I don't think two no two teams, teams out of the NFC out, East no. is coming out. No. And they're going to have to play the Rams, as I mentioned. In a competitive game, it's going to be Rams a are also NFC fighting for a playoff spot. Exactly. So the t- the Cowboys can literally miss the playoffs, and I think that 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 will be the only way that we see Jason Garrett get fired this year if the Cowboys don't even make the playoffs. No, oh, I agree. No, I think the only thing that could save, like I said last week, I think the only thing that Super could save Bowl. him is the Super Bowl win. I don't know. I think because, Jerry's got him because, like I said, everything is just lining up right now, and the question going into this, the biggest question. Besides Jason Garrett was Dak Prescott. Is he the guy going forward? Can you win with Dak Prescott? And the answer is overwhelmingly yes. I mean, people still, in other people's opinion, they still have him in the race for MVP. So, I and I think we definitely seen that Dak can go win new games. He's not going to make mistakes. He's going to go out and make the plays that need to be made in order to win the game. We haven't seen that from Jason Garrett. So I think all the other questions as far as your roster-wise has been answered, and you, you've built this roster over multiple seasons and you finally have the right roster to move forward the only thing that's not making it click on all cylinders is the head coach so i think anything short of a super bowl he's gone right so let's do this let's let's play a round of contender or pretender we're gonna do three teams out the afc three teams out the nfc all right okay um and i like that we'll start with the afc since we're talking about the afc uh Pittsburgh sitting at five and five, pretender. Pretender or contender? Super pretender. Wait, no. When you say pretender, you mean to make the playoffs? Or? Right, to make the playoffs. I'd say they're con- I'd say they're contender. Oh wow! To make to make the playoffs. So yeah, we're gonna go in the aspect of making the playoffs, not winning the Super Bowl because obviously I'm not gonna me- I mentioned New England and Baltimore, but as far as making these playoffs. Um, because I think Pittsburgh has one of the uh, weakest remaining schedules. Um, yeah, they do have the Baltimore Ravens to worry about in their league, but and 
clearly Baltimore seems to be the favorite to take that division. But yeah, looking at you know some of their remaining games, they have the Bengals. They will face the Browns again. They have the Cardinals. Uh, the Bills, you never know what Bills are going to get. The Jets, and then they have the Ravens the last game of the year. So they could definitely turn the table. And especially when you look at the AFC East, the Patriots are going to be the only team that goes. You have the... Not true. Not true. If the, I mean, if the Bills keep winning, if the Bills keep winning, the Bills can make it right now. If the playoffs started, the Bills will be in the playoffs. Um, and I think that I don't I don't see them winning, you know, out of these six next games. I don't see them but so yeah, making Bill, Bill's that have, I think the third is the third hardest schedule remaining. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got to play the Patriots, Cowboys, Ravens. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's going to be tough. But going back to the Steelers, I mean, I see where you're coming from in the aspect of like they they have a chance to turn the table with playing a team like the Bengals, Cardinals, Jets, and then having a chance to beat the Ravens. If they go to Baltimore, that's going to be the tough thing. Week 17, they're going to have to go to Baltimore and beat them on the road with a backup quarterback. But if they cut it out for themselves, you know, only them could stop themselves. So the Steelers, I hear you. Uh, You guys going pretender? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, nothing about them really – Screams, you know, playoff team. Their offense is garbage. Um, Connor is actually out this week. I think they have another player injured too on that offense. Um, Juju. That I that I'm thinking of off top. I can't think of the name. Um, that defense though, the defense is is uh, kind of legit though. I can't even I can't even lie. Um, defense is always sure came in there and yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, That's true. Shore things up and so really up their defense. Uh, you know, I guess you can't really forget about Minka. Minka's playing at a high level uh, again. Um, last year, um, he really, really excelled in the role that he's playing now uh, over there um, in Pittsburgh. So uh, we'll see. Honestly, though, they the Steelers need to just draft a quarterback. Um, and if they draft a quarterback, they'll honestly be pretty good. Pittsburgh's one of those teams that's just so well coached always. Um, you got to give it up to Tomlin out there. Um, so, but this year, um, I got to go pretender, man. Yeah. They all got it. So let's let's talk about the Oakland Raiders sitting at six and four. Uh, their remaining schedule is such: Jets, Chiefs, Titans. Jaguars, Chargers, Broncos. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying they've got three divisional games, right? And they play one non-divisional game against a bad Jets team and one and two more non-divisional games versus uh, two AFC South teams in Jaguars and the Titans. So with this Raiders team, you know, they're playing good. They're running the ball well. Derek Carr's completing his highest percentage of passes in his career, or he's leading the NFL right now, actually. And um, they look like a team that can beat the Chiefs. Josh Jacobs. They look like a team that can beat the Chiefs. And to beat the Chiefs, yeah. you got to run the ball. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs can do that. Josh man. Jacobs, man, he said it. If Josh the Raiders Jacobs. can sneak out the Jets, beat the Chiefs, beat the Titans... Or the Jaguars. Titans is hurt, yo. Titans and then Chargers, Broncos. These are games that, that you look at the Raiders and they should win. 
You look at the Raiders and they should win these games. The t- the Chargers and Broncos. If you t- if you're talking playoff contender, you should win those games. Yeah. So I, I think they split three three. They're, they're, they got six left. You said or six or five. Six. Six. six yeah, they're. Um, Chiefs, Jets. I, I say they go three three. They'll uh, beat out the Jets. I do think. Um, I can probably say that they're going to beat Denver. I don't feel confident in them beating the Chiefs. Um, I feel like the Chiefs right. can just really kind of just turn it on at any point in time. Really don't know. And d- um, it's funny you say that because they were playing the Chiefs week, like week three or so, and they had scoreless first quarter, and then Patrick Mahomes puts up four touchdowns in the second quarter. All right. So yeah, that's you know literally I mean? turning so it's it just on. Like as easy as that. The Titans are, um, I, I won't speak on them. I assume that though that's going to be one of the teams that you're going to bring up soon, but um, that's not going to be an easy game. The Titans play everybody that they play quite they're, hard. They're playing They're um, playing competitive football this year. You know, freaking Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, man. Shout out to Tanny. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tannehill. My man, he's, he's doing his thing out there. Okay. So honestly, they can go three and three. Um, maybe sneak out a four, or four and two. Honestly, um, if, uh, against the Jaguars, um, I think it is possible to, for them to beat the Chargers too. So we'll we'll see. What you thinking though? Pretender, or contender for the playoffs? Man, uh, I think, I honestly think that it's possible for them to be a contender. Um, okay. Uh, week after week, especially lately, I'm like, dang, like they're just winning. Playing competitive you know, football. So. John Gruden's—he's finally got a team where he needs them to be, and now it's just up to them to get better and keep winning games, uh, divisional ones at that. So, uh, you want to speak a piece, Justin? Yeah, I'll have him as a pretender because, um, as they are playing good enough to win right now, I really can't say I see any progress or digress. So. But the thing with me is their divisional games that they have left. I don't think they'll beat the Chiefs because their defense is it's okay. It, it's it's very shaky, especially in the secondary. They're having uh, trouble with consistent front four, front seven. But Derek Carr is playing very well in the off, and J- Josh Jacobs is probably going to be rookie of the year on the offense. And they are getting their groove offensively. But with the Chiefs, when it comes, if you don't have an elite defense or have an above average uh, offense, then they'll, like you said, they'll flip the switch and they'll just blow you out. So I don't see them having a good matchup there. Uh, The Chargers, the Chargers aren't playing exceptionally well, but it's one of those things where it's a divisional game. And also we've seen certain games this year. You just don't know which Chargers team we're going to get. So I don't know. I don't really have them as a favorite in that. Denver, Denver has been looking as a team, at least in the AFC, that maybe don't want to play. Like they're not gonna obviously make the playoffs, and they have a lot of things to figure out. But I don't know if you necessarily want to play. They can probably ruin somebody's season, and then that being another divisional game. So I just, I just don't see them having a favorable necessarily schedule left. And then obviously, I think one team is gonna come out of there. And I don't think it's going to be them. I think the Chiefs are definitely going to have enough firepower to carry them into the playoffs. That's what I was thinking. I got them as a pretender as well. Just because even if they do go 3-3, three, three and three, that's a 9-7. Nine 9-7. And, nine and seven. Nine and seven. So 
the Chiefs will probably have ten wins. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I have to, yeah, they at least <laughs> yeah, gonna have ten yeah, wins. Yeah, so I agree. It's it's gonna be close. I hear that, but I guess competitive pretenders. Yeah, we'll, put, we'll call them. Uh, moving on, I this last one, it, it, we're kind of gonna. I guess who squeezes, um, and this one might sound funny because we're so used to hearing this team in the playoffs as the Texans. So Texans or or Buffalo Bills. I wanted to talk about both of them, and the reason I bring up the Texans because their remaining schedule is uh, they're sitting at six and four right now, second in the AFC South, and the Colts have beat them already, and they play the Colts at home on Thursday night. So. They got to play the Colts for first place. If the Colts win, obviously they have the tiebreaker on them and they'll have the better record first place. But then next week, they got to go and play Sunday night versus the Patriots at home again. Uh, they then have to play the Broncos, which should be the gimme game. And then they have to play the Titans two out of three weeks, uh, which like we just mentioned, this oh, Titans yeah. team has been, has been playing really good. And I can see the Titans winning both games. I can see the Texans winning both games. I can see them splitting them. So I don't know which way it's going to go. And then they have the Buccaneers week uh, week 16. So I don't know if they can come out with the wins for the last six games to put them in the playoff position. Yeah. Honestly... That might that might be me hating just as an AFC South fan, as a Colt fan, but also just you see what the Ravens did to them, and then you see Deshaun Watson playing MVP football sometimes. So the defense is banged up. They don't have J.J. Watt. You know, it, it, there's just a couple key factors in there that question. So you're asking if we think that the, the Houston will go to the playoffs or that Buffalo basically has a chance to win wild card. Right. So, in this aspect, I think Buffalo has a better chance uh, for the simple fact of I definitely feel like the AFC South is going to have one team. And I also feel the same about the AFC West, which is why I thought Pittsburgh could sneak in as a wild card. Because uh, looking at Buffalo right now... AFC East is going to have Yeah, look at, looking at the Buff- Buffalo Bills right now, they are, they're sitting at 7-3. and three. Um, and looking at their remaining games, they have Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, yeah. Steelers, Patriots, and Jets. That's tough, though. So, I mean, it's tough. It'll be tough against the Cowboys. Three wins there. The Cowboys and the... Broncos, Steelers, Jets. That's three wins. You got ten wins. That's a wild card. They're getting that ten wins, I think. Um, I definitely think they're getting that ten wins. Yeah, I think I think their toughest games would be uh, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and, and Patriots. the Patriots. And then Steelers, I mean, that's basically two wildcard teams, so that, that could toss be that, that could be yeah, that could be a toss up. But I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Cowboys. It's just what we've seen from the Cowboys this year. Um Patriots, they face Patriots at the second to last game. Who knows if they're resting or not? Probably by that point they will be. So you never really know. And then I don't, I don't know if Belichick wants the Bills to beat the Patriots. I don't think Belichick lets that happen. And and I truly don't think Josh Allen can beat Brady just yet in his career on the road. I don't care if the backups are. In. 
The Bills to me are not. Oh uh, well, with, with the backups, you're that's kind of disrespectful, bro. Could be, but Josh Allen no, hasn't shown me consistent. Put some respect football. on Josh Allen's name, bro. He's been playing pretty well this year. He's a turnover I'm machine. He's a, but he's also a turnover machine. He is. And I the Patriots agree. have that, the best that, turnover that is, defense. That is, that is that is very true. But they only lost. Um, they, they only lost to the Patriots earlier in the season by six, and that was without Josh Allen. So Patriots, I could have well, easily that was, been the Patriots first. That was ball. Josh Allen running around wild. Got his head knocked off. Well, I mean, that's just that's just part of his upside. He's going to run the ball, yeah. you know, a specific, you know, honestly, if we're thinking fantasy-wise, I, I mean, I have been fantasy, you know, for, for all you fantasy heads and daily fantasy heads. I mean, he's going to get you a good 30, 40 yards and a score, you know, every game close to, you know, maybe a score every other game on the ground. Um, so that just makes his floor so high. Um, I think that the Bills having a good defense is kind of what um, makes me a little bit more confident in them over the Texans. Right. Um, the Texans' defense is really kind of just piss poor, and even their mm-hmm. offense isn't as you know, you know, lethal right. as I thought they would be at at, at this point in time. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I think that Josh Allen, um, he, he's starting to get into a little groove. He has a turnover machine. You know, he's always good for at least one or two turnovers a game. Um, but if he can just, you know, relax, you know, down the stretch, cool off on the turnovers, I think Buffalo can be pretty dangerous, man. That's That's crazy as it sounds. I respect, no, I respect Bill's only been blown out once this season, and that was by the Eagles. Um, yeah. Eagles needed that game, boy. Eagles needed that game. It was on the road, too. Patriots. Well, the Eagles were on the road. Exactly. It was a close game. Yeah. 16 to 10. so. So. That's, I feel that. We'll, we'll do NFC contenders, pretenders. You want to do that now or next week? Next week. We'll do that next week. And then real quick, just before we wrap this up, going into next week, week 12, which is going to be Thanksgiving week. So hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving, right? Um, yes, sir. A lot of like, a, lot, a couple big games, a couple playoff implicated games. Like the Colts-Texans on Thursday night, as I just mentioned. Uh, that's going to be a really Huge. big game for the AFC South. Yeah, we know is, that. that no Marlon Mack fractured his hand out indefinitely. He had surgery on his hand after a huge game, ran for over 100 yards. Um, and then, he's yeah. Fifth, he's fifth in the league in rushing right now. Yep, and T.Y. Hilton. Uh, look at that. He's fifth in the league in rushing and would have put up out. his career high. And he's going to be out now, too. For the next few weeks, it's like damn. He's bro. only he's been out a couple weeks this season already. Marlon back. At least a week he was out. At least I don't remember Marlon. No, nah, he no, nah, he was he was like game time early in the year, but no, it's mainly been Ty. It's been <sighs> but now Ty is banged up, and he's not a, he's not gonna be able to play. Which I think this is gonna that's coming down to like doctors and coaches. Like, listen, this Texans team isn't as healthy as. Uh, as you know, they can be, and also we saw what the Ravens were able to do to them. So if we could just use our offense line and, and control the game, our defense—we're trusting our defense. Our defense is banged up at the moment as well with Rocky Sin and stuff. But and then plus, you, plus you guys got to worry about Tennessee too. So I mean, it's it, it's a it's a legit three-team race between Indianapolis, Houston, and Tennessee, and I think all three of those teams will be looking at the games of those. Uh, other two teams right. because it's, I think it's going to come down to the last game of the season. It's always close. And then, so that's going to be a close game. And then we have the 
obvious. Niners and the Packers, man. That's going to be a great game. Sunday night football, right. That is going to be a great game. Honestly, the night games next week, honestly, the whole night game slate is honestly pretty kind of exciting on paper. For sure. Ravens, the Rams. Packers and Niners, the Ravens and the Rams. What I like is uh, Cowboys-Patriots. I like that Cowboys-Patriots game at 4 o'clock. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, Look, going into this Thanksgiving break, what kind of Cowboys? Because Thanksgiving Day is going to be a, a, a long day. Another the Cowboys thing. don't find, you know, good traction. And it's going to be embarrassing on national TV playing uh, the Bills. Yeah, that's another big game. Big Ooh, on Thanksgiving. Awesome. So they got back-to-back tough AFC East opponents, the Cowboys do. Um, they're going to have to come show up and show out. And this is... Either going to help the Bills' chances of getting to the playoffs, like we said, or, or help the Cowboys, you know, keep fighting and get to the NFC. But that Packers 49ers game, I think, is going to show us, like, all right, how these playoffs could look. You know, like, this is a playoff type of game where Aaron Rodgers is coming to Sunday Night Football and Jimmy G and, and the Niners gang with that great defensive line they have, you know, they're, they're going to be tested. This is, this is going to be like, all right, can we, can we uh, sustain this NFC pressure, really? 31 yeah, 24. I agree. 31 24 and locked it in. Who wins? Niners. Niners. Goddamn. 31 points. Only. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They're going to light it up. Okay. And then Monday night. Um, no, nah, go ahead, Dre. What you was going to say? No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. No, nah, Monday night. Wrap it up. Ravens at Rams. Rams desperately need wins. The offense hasn't clicked like. You know, in a couple of weeks, Cooper Cup had that big game in London and has been kind of dry since then. Todd Gurley, we, we know that he hasn't been able to get it going too much. He had a good game on Sunday with over 100 yards from scrimmage, but they're going to have to just keep that pushing. Last year, they did it all year, right? So they're going to have to find that. Sean McVay has to get out of his little slump and, and Jared Goff as well. They're going to have to keep playing. A defense hasn't been playing bad. So the Rams are going to be trying not, to fight. Do not become... The Falcons do not let do not stay drunk over over the last year's loss. You gotta get you gotta get right back on the horse. But yeah, no, this that game is gonna be crucial because um I think obviously the Ravens are not gonna have no problem locking in uh a top a bye, but I think they definitely want a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I think that'd be big for them. Yeah. Especially against the Patriots. Yep. Because I think that's one of been one of the Patriots' strengths is having a, a lot of yeah, pretty much home field advantage in all of these AFC Championship games throughout the last nine years. Besides maybe a few, um, so I think if and they and you know they, we've seen Baltimore and New England in the AFC Championship game before. So I think well last year and last year New England didn't get to the AFC Championship game at home, so they won it back. You know what I'm saying? And that and that gave the Chiefs a really big opportunity to win that game. I think the same will be true for the Ravens. So with the Ravens being at seven and two and the Pats, you know, at eight and eight and one, it's a very real possibility that by the, by the time these six weeks are up, Baltimore could have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So I think this is a big game for for both teams. Yep, that's true. Well, you guys got the score. Ooh, ooh. Well, Baltimore. This is the Baltimore Rams game. Yeah. Um. I think it's going to be a good defensive game, but I think Lamar Jackson is just, is just going to continue to play good football. I don't see why. he. I hope he avoids Aaron Donald. That's one thing I'll say. 
think Aaron Donald's going to really try to get after him. But Jalen Ramsey definitely wants that smoke. He does. But the way that the Ravens play, he does, they don't give him opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Lamar Jackson doesn't make Plus, they do, they do such a good decisions. job of disguising things and hiding things and making certain things look like certain ways. So and, and I got and then plus a lot of Lamar stuff is just improvised and you really can't plan for it and it's hard to. I got Ravens twenty one. I mean twenty four thirteen. Twenty four thirteen. Okay, I got Ravens thirty five eighteen. Man, oh wow, wow. Lamar keeps rolling. I, I feel that. MVP, the MVP, the MVP, MVP high keeps going. I mean, the Broward Ravens gonna keep rolling this way. <laughs> Ravens, thanks. Yeah, Ravens 28 I got Ravens 27-17. I think it's going to be close at first, and then come that third quarter, Lamar's just going to do what Lamar does. Right. All right, man. Well, that was the week 11 NFL recap. Next week, we'll have the after Thanksgiving games and, and all of that good stuff. So hopefully we're not too hungover next week to record that episode. But we'll be back. Appreciate you, Andre, for... Joining with us, Justin. And no problem. That was a pleasure, man. Yeah. Y'all boys be easy, man. Yeah. Yeah, partially functional, half of me is comfortable The other half is close to the cliff, like Mrs. Huxtable These boys got them hoses and clips, they pack like Lunchables Like white boys in grade school, while we ate school made food Just eyeing they shit, wish I was trying they shit Knowing when mama hit the stove, she wasn't buying that shit No, I ain't crying a bit, man that's just life, that's how that shit work You reach your hand to fire, you pull it back when you get burnt Gotta learn when you get hurt, even if it's with you He beat you and you went back He's officially stupid, oh yeah I understand, that's your man, you had a plan You've been together for some years You sticking with him for the kids So you overlook the tears But we both know that's a bad look It's 20 years from now, your daughter probably get her ass whooped Look, if this too deep for the intro I'll find another use But just in case it's perfect Let me introduce Cole Intro. If so, I find another use But just in case it's perfect Let me introduce It's cold I had a dream and so I made a move A ill-ass nigga who just so happened to stay in school Still rap for hustlers and motherfuckers that hated school Said that's for busters that heard my shit and I made it cool It's safe to say that I'm gifted as if I'm Christmas shopping I got gangsta niggas lining up in admissions office Ain't possibly cause all the hoes and niggas scrape A lot of shit up on my plate So you know a nigga late to my first class I much rather sit up in first class Should I admit that a slutty bitch was my first smash Was an experience so nah I didn't wear it out Always thought my first time would be someone I cared about But being a virgin was something to be embarrassed about I used the ass for practice so I wasn't scared out my mind You call them rhymes I call it clearing out my mind 
Was just a young boy staying out my blinds Till I got free from my mama leash Running loose through the streets Like a straight dog in heat And we looking for some freaks Can you play? Pardon me What's your name? Don't mistake me for no lame No, not me She knew I was on the team Cause she seen how tall I be In the club dapping niggas Eventually R.I.P. Damn You win some, you lose some That's just how it happens And if a nigga step up to you Then you gotta scrap him Your name is all you got Throwing hands by the bathroom It's funny I barely told nobody I started rapping Cause see some niggas was haters That I just viewed as clowns At 14 I knew I was the nicest dude around I gotta make a move I gotta do this now If they don't know your dreams And they can't shoot them down huh.